Good morning. Good morning. This is Thanksgiving morning on the 20, is it the 22nd? Yes, the 22nd of November 2018. And you know, um, this morning, like many, many mornings for many parents, it's just another sad morning. And the reason I say that is because there are, I'm finding out, so many parents like myself who raised your children and in your heart, of course, you're convinced you were the best parent ever with what you were equipped to raise your children with, which I'm learning doesn't require much other than some uh, loving and dedicated children. And so my heart, first of all, goes out to the parents who've lost children or are, have incarcerated children. Um, and, and what's almost worse than that is disobedient children. Um, and thank God for the parents who have those wonderful children and who know what every Thanksgiving is going to look like because their children are dedicated to family and love and comfort. And what I have found out more than anything is that the destruction of many families comes from the different religious beliefs that when children leave the nest and get out into this world and are convinced, and that's what's so amazing to me, how anybody or any person can convince you that the people that love you and raised you, that have known you all your life, they might have known you for, you know, a year, six months. Sometimes it's less than that for some parents. Um, And it will change the course of your life. It's devastating. It's painful. See, because what happens, you know, I want to explain because I was in that situation that when you're a mother who is, you know, you're cooking dinner and you're making sure everybody has a little bath and they're in bed at a certain time and, you know, and they can go out into the big bad world And do you know they have parents that could care less whether your kids go to school? Parents that will actually allow your children to move into their homes, never tell you where they are, that you are gut-wrenching in tears trying to find your children. That's why I tell parents, from the time your child is in sixth grade, You better know every friend. You better have it. Because there are parents that will allow your child to move in and hide hide them. And here's what the parent told me when I found my baby. She told me she didn't get along with you. Oh, really? That's why 
you kept her and didn't tell me where she was? She's a teenager. What did you think she was going to say? And so uh, parents, I know I have walked that walk as I've run a business. So you can imagine how it's been run um, when you have that much grief in your heart. Or they'll meet somebody who will convince them, and that's the most amazing thing, how anybody could step into your life and convince you of anything other than the power of love. The power of love. How people can walk around without love in their heart. It's more than amazing. I don't want to know because I don't ever want to be a part of that. I want to keep like my dad used to say, the olive branch of love available. You know, now the branch is wilted and it's, you know, it's hanging. It's not, you know, a nice, strong branch anymore. Um, but it's still there. It's still there. Um, but I want people to pray because when I do see beautiful loving relationships with children it's amazing to me and it's usually children who have been through something those kids are usually just angels because they're so forgiving you know I've never seen it where kids they are if their mothers and fathers are drug addicts and you know, sick and can't get up and don't cook or they are in and out of foster care. Those children have the biggest hearts ever. And here you go without underwear just so, you know, you can buy some extra socks for the kids. And it's difficult. It's really difficult. And I know, I want you to know that I know I know a God who, if you did not turn to and hold on to, because, see, I think that's where so many people get confused. They think that when there's a God in your life, that everything's supposed to be, you know, skippity-doo-dah-day, there's no pain, there's no aggravation. No, that's, that's just not true. It's not true. Also, one phenomenal thing my cousin said to me, you know, a lot of people, including myself, disagree with a lot of the stuff these pastors do. Um, but, um, you know, God said, touch not my anointed. Now, we can't judge and say whether they're anointed or not, other than the ones that are abusing children. Now, that's not an anointment on anybody. Because God said, you might as well put a noose around your neck if you touch a baby. Okay? So those ones, I want to be there with the extra uh, gasoline. Throw on them. But I want you to know that today is a day for giving thanks. Uh, as much as many of us um, that are going through have to ask ourselves, did... Did somebody switch babies at birth? 
because I know this was the child that I walked with at night, rubbed their little back, made tons of bubbles in the bubble bath, you know, just swirled and swirls the big bubbles and, you know, made jello and cinnamon rolls and all from scratch, you know, well, I mean, jello ain't really a scratch thing, but, you know, jello and the ice cubes and, you know, just beautiful memories of being the kind of mom that I wanted to be. And I think, you know, kids have their own in their own mind of what they think a mother should be. I know I did at one point. I felt my mother uh, should babysit for me. It should have been like a no-brainer because I was working. Wasn't like I'm asking you to keep the kids while I'm out partying. I, I was working. And my sister said to me, you know what, that's, that's really not her responsibility. It's good when a parent does it, but it's not something they have to do. And it really, you know, it kind of woke me up because in my mind, I felt, yes, yes, it is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to help so that I don't have to leave my babies anywhere else. But the reality is many parents can't babysit. You know, they're working too. And so that I had to realize and understand, you know, that and even if she was able to, it's not something she had to do. That's a committed choice a parent makes, and they have every right to make that choice. Um, but for me, of course, because I wanted to be the kind of grandmother that I could keep my grandbabies no matter what. And, um, you know, uh, it ended up that I was that kind of grandma. I still believe I am that I would keep them and, you know, my uh, daughter needed, as a matter of fact, she joined the military. And I had to uh, keep my grandson. Uh, however, her interpretation was totally different. It's like, so what? I don't care. This is what you do. So, you know, you just can't win in a situation like that unless you have the love of God in your heart. The love, and then, especially when kids are already off on a tangent the wrong way, and then you have uh, people that are feeding into that evilness. I'm telling you, the world is so full of evil. Very few people speak joy and life into a child. People just, they just like evil. And so if you didn't have God, as I sit here on this beautiful Thanksgiving morning, 7.51 Chicago Central Time, alone with not even a chicken bone in there boiling, <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay because my famous word is God sees it. But I can't help but wonder how, how children can become disconnected from people who have loved them their entire life entire life, have wanted the best for them their entire life. 
But the joy is I can't stew over it because I've given them the first half of my life. I can't get boggled down on the second half. Everybody's on their own. They're doing their journey, and that's what I have to encourage parents to do, to realize there's nothing you can do. You know, they're going to feel whatever they feel, but I can tell you this. I can tell you this. That they're only harming themselves when and if, if the spirit ever hits them and know what they've lost in a beautiful, continued relationship because I never in my wildest dreams would have thought that I'd be sitting here without so much as an invite or a call. Not my wildest dreams. But I'm going to stick to my ethic, to what I know is right under the eyes of God. And if this is his will, may it be done. Because I have survived a kidney transplant, cancer, Hurricane Katrina, liars, deceivers, and heartbreakers. But I stand firmly on the word of God. So parents, for those of you who have suffered like me, and and I can't even think of a worse suffering other than the loss of a child. So you've gone through a lot more. And I want to say hold on and hang on. Our God sits on the throne. And may you all enjoy your day. And I say thank God for dear friends. Of course, I've had dear friends invite me. I just got to get out of the house because it's bitter cold. So thank God for dear friends who are comforting in your time of distress, in your time of pain. But the pain is real. Motherhood isn't all it's cracked up to be. And sometimes I really believe had I known the truth, I would have been one of those mothers that didn't even want to chance it. Um, But I loved being a mother. It was the most rewarding thing to see those little babies grow. And three months is, I think, the most incredible month. Three months and three years. Oh, my God. Three months, they know who you are. Three years, they're so inquisitive. Amazing. So that I, I will never regret. I had the opportunity to feel this little life to um god gave that he gave me that beautiful opportunity and um so on that note i want to say have a great day i am going to get up and get bundled up and get over and visit a couple of friends in this name i pray amen hold on parents once again this is Charmin in the cooling room so you know it's cold outside and it's cold in the cooling room but we gonna make it